Leading Kansas to a national championship in his senior year, Ochai Abaji put his name in the conversation to be a lottery pick. But is he the next Desmond Bain, or does his age worry you? Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, back to doing prospect previews after talking yesterday about, are the Pelicans trying to trade down? And by the way, if they are, this guy is a perfect one that we're going to talk about today. Ochai Abaji, national champion out of Kansas. Is he a guy that the Pelicans should be targeting at eight overall? Or is it or is a trade down target too? We're going to kind of break down his game, the concerns about him, and how he would fit with the team. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. The draft prospects, the inside information into the team's mindset and what they are looking to try and do as they've got a big, big pick coming up. Eighth overall is a big deal, I think. So this has been a whole lot of fun. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment, of course, and a comment down below on YouTube. Is eight too high for a bodgy? That's what I want to know what you all think about him. So let's break it down. Four-year starter, basically, for Kansas, measuring 6'4 and a half without shoes. He's got a wingspan of 6'10 and a quarter. Plays on the wing, 215 pounds, very good size, and his numbers his senior year were excellent. 18.8 points per game, 5.1 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 40.7% from three. He really, really blossomed his senior year. He was awesome. The best player on the best team, basically, in the country. And he's improved every single year in college. His points go from 8.5 points per game to 10 to 14.1 to the 18.8. His three-point shooting has improved every year of college. 30.7, 33.8, 37.7, and then his senior year, 40.7. All those numbers are good. And with that size that he has, that length that he has, he can guard multiple positions. You want that positional versatility right there. And he's an above average to pretty good defender, I thought. So there's a lot to like. He's just a really solid player. Like a really solid player. And his senior year is even more impressive when you consider the fact that he's playing in one of the toughest conferences in in, in the country, right? Every team is trying to key in on him and try and take him away from that Kansas team, knowing that he was the number one option and the best player for them out on the court. And he was still able to go out and score 18.8 points per game. He's able to create some space, some space with his for his shot. He's got an excellent crossover. Doesn't have a deep bag of moves, but that crossover is pretty killer that twists defenders around. And he also works well off ball. You know, he sees the defense and knows when to cut, and you would be shocked at the number of lobs that he throws down. With that wingspan and the good leap ability, he's a a significant off-ball threat. And I see him 
early on in his NBA career, kind of really thriving in that role. You know, his handle is good enough, not excellent to slice through, especially unset defenses. He's re- he's better in transition than against than in the half court against set defenses, right? You know, he's going to work because of that really well as a secondary ball handler and secondary creator while defenses are rotating. When, say, Brandon Ingram drives and tacks and kicks the ball out to Abaji, that's when you're going to really see him shine. And he's either going to be able to use that strength and that good enough dribble to get to the basket and try and score. He'll just be a catch-and-shoot guy. Or that's when he can really play make and make some decent passes. Not amazing passes, but, but decent enough passes. So when you kind of look at him... The fit tends to make a little bit of sense there for what he would bring to this Pelicans team overall. And I think that could be a really great way to try and use him. And he's a guy that probably could step in and get some early minutes on this Pelicans roster. I don't know if there's a ton of guys you could say that about, but being that he's a good enough two-way guy... There you go, right? And you've got to like, you know, it's when I had Richard Stamen on from the Lockdown NBA Big Board podcast. We were talking about how you want to see guys improve during the regular season. Well, this is a guy who's improved every single year in college. He's got the experience. Played 200, uh, 122 games in college. That's a big number, right? 116 starts. He was basically a four-year starter for Kansas. And he played, you know, as well as he could for them, you know, he's an NCAA champion. He's the NCAA tournament um, MVP. He was a consensus All-American, right? He won basically every award that you possibly could, other than like a Defensive Player of the Year award. He's an accomplished player, and you've heard me say it, right? Sometimes the Pelicans just need to bring in good, solid NBA-ready guys or NBA players, guys that are going to be good players. I feel like Abaji is definitely that. But, and there's a big but around him, right? His age. He's 22. That might not sound old to you and I, but when it comes to the NBA draft, yeah, it's a little old. Does that concern you? Is he the next Desmond Bain, or is he more of a guy like Buddy Heald? And I don't mean that in a positive way. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. I know I do because I work on all of my cars and their prices cheaper than anywhere else. And it lets me pick the parts I want. That's my favorite thing. You go into a chain store, you're just basically going to have to buy whatever they have. You don't want that. It might not fit your car. Maybe it's overpriced. Maybe it's a super budget and it's going to break soon. You don't want that. Get what you want over at rockauto.com. You can choose the specifications on the parts you want, which means you can choose the prices on the parts you want. So don't choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership because rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. I am actually about to order some of that too. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs and it really is super easy to use. Click on your year, your make, your model. They're going to show you everything available for your car or truck. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we're breaking down everything you want to know about the draft 
everything going on with this Pelicans team. The biggest stories, topics you want to hear, the players you want to hear about. We're covering it here at Locked On Pelicans Monday through Friday. No paywall, completely free. So leave a comment down below if you really want to support the show on YouTube. That's the number one thing you can do right now. Comment on YouTube. Whatever it is you want to say. Today's question, though. Do you think eight is too high to draft a Baji, or do you like him at that spot? No, and it's just a reliably solid two-way guy. And now for your next listen, the ultimate mock draft starts on June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft brought to you by Locked On. The Locked On NBA Big Board podcast is also going to be giving you insight into this. First pick June 16th. Search ultimate mock draft right now and follow so you don't miss a pick. All right. So we are talking about Ochai Baji Sr. out of Kansas. The numbers are good. He's improved every single year. He will give you some defense. He can give you three-point shooting. But is his age a problem? And is the fact that he kind of became one of the top players in the country his senior year a problem? A little bit. It definitely is, right? 22. It's not old, but it's kind of old for the eighth overall pick. You know, he's going to be more than three years older than some of the other guys that they're going to be drafting or could draft there. How much does that limit a player's development? Is he at the apex of what he can be? Are we seeing his ceiling? Or is there still more room for him to grow? And that's where you wonder with some of these things. He's grown a lot, right? Like, it, you know, it, it, it's hard to know what to make of guys who kind of burst out and, you know, arrive on the scene their senior year. And he was testing the NBA draft his junior year before deciding to go back to Kansas, which was clearly the smart move. He wouldn't be in a lottery pick conversation last year. So going back, one says something kind of about his mentality. I will say that's that's a good thing, right? Uh, but where was this before? You know, he has been starting. So it feels weird to knock a guy because clearly he worked hard to improve. And that's a wonderful thing. And you could see this year he had a different mentality, knowing he was the best player on the court compared to other seasons. But why did he kind of blossom late? And when you're drafting a guy, do you want that? Or do you want someone who has more untapped potential there? And how much more untapped potential does Abaji have? You know, we're not sure, right? His three-point shooting improved, but was still really inconsistent. The final eight games of the regular season, he only shot 31%. And he lacks a pull-up, create-your-own-three side to his game. He shot 27.1% from deep on pull-up threes. By the way, just 29.4% on pull-up twos. There's very much limits to him getting and creating his own shot. Does that mean he has room to grow in that regard? Or are we kind of seeing him as a finished player? And that's a valid thing to ask, especially compared to someone who's 18 when he's 22. You know, it's a three and a half year gap between him and a lot of these other guys. Maybe you go with a guy who's raw, younger, but he's going to end up having a higher, higher ceiling because we're probably seeing close to what a Bajis is. And that doesn't mean he's a bad player at all. It just means that I think some of these other guys they could draft at eight and this is probably what GMs and draft experts are also thinking, have higher ceilings than him. So you want to sometimes go with a guy with the highest ceiling available, particularly in the top 10 of the draft to a certain degree, to a certain degree. And we'll talk about that more in the third segment here, the next one coming up on today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, right? And when you look at him on defense, you know, his effort definitely seemed lacking. Part of that might have been that he was just the number one option on offense. 
you know, he was spending a lot of energy on that side of the ball to go and get those points to lead Kansas to a lot of victories. And he's the, you know, good size. But I wouldn't call him a lockdown defender. You know, I think Johnny Davis probably a better defender than him. Sohan certainly is a better defender than him. I think Dyson Daniels is probably a better defender than him. And some of the other guys out there too. So he can play defense. It doesn't make him an elite defender, but it's nice that he does have that side to his game, whereas some other guys definitely don't so far. But I wonder how much more room there is for him to grow. And sometimes when you're looking at potential, ceiling, using those kind of words, that's something you got to factor in. And look, it sucks, right? It sucks to knock a 22-year-old and be like, you're too old. That's not what you want. Especially one that improved. My hair won't stay up here. Uh, especially one that improved so much over his college career. And that's a testament to him, right? He's got a strong overall motor. He's clearly got a good head on his shoulders knowing he needed to go back for another year. And it paid off. But again... How much more growth and room is there for him? And if he doesn't have much, is that the guy that you want to take at eight? I'm not sure. But let's look at that a little bit more in depth, I think, coming up in the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Because could he be the next Desmond Bain? Desmond Bain's a good player. Don't you just kind of want guys like that? Let's talk about it next here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Oh, these saved me when I was on the road the past couple of days, running between meetings, not having time to like eat breakfast or anything like that, working out a bunch, so I want to get that protein in. Built Bar is my go-to thing. I love these because they are delicious. And right now, the Caramel Brownie Built Bar, oh, you've got to love chewy, chocolatey brownies, right? What about a caramel brownie with that caramel swirled on top of it? So good. What if I told you you can have all of that chewy, chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein in a thing that's healthy for you? Well, you're in luck because the Caramel Brownie Bars are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite and going to sell out. So forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. And the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only, only 4 grams of sugar for a caramel brownie. I'd replace a regular brownie with Built's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. These things are absolutely awesome. We got a box of like test flavored ones. They are really, really good. You won't believe that they're healthy for you. So if you want to give them a try, and you should because I eat one of these things every single day because built, tasty is the new healthy here and you don't need to sacrifice taste for the good things for you. All the built bars are made with collagen protein. Your body absorbs it more efficiently and it's got tons of additional health benefits. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. This is the promo code I use. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. And today we are talking about Ochai Baji and all the other draft prospects. Make sure you check out yesterday's show. Are the Pelicans telegraphing that they're trading back with the guys that they're bringing in? And now, make sure you go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. One of the best there is. The heir to the Chad Ford throne, who was the GOAT of NBA Draft coverage. Joined by a rotating cast of NBA Draft experts, giving you an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, today we are talking about Ochai Abaji. Do you feel comfortable drafting him at eight? Let me know in the comments down below. He's... He's a tough one. 
Like he's a, he's a tough player to try and figure out and see what he's going to do. So look, first and foremost, he's he's a good player. He's a good player who will have a career in the NBA. I don't worry about him flaming out, right? But a lot of the concerns are valid about him. You know, the inconsistent three-point shooting that's streaky at times. The late development, and Antonio Daniels is famous for saying this to me. You know, guys develop on different timelines. There's not one path to do it. And so maybe he was a bit of a late bloomer. But could some of these other guys they draft when they reach 22 eclipse him as a player? And I definitely think there's a lot of potential for a lot of those guys, a lot of those guys to do that. But at the same point, at the same time, Babaji's here now and at that point, and you don't need to worry about what he could develop into because you are seeing it. The three-point shooting improved every single year. What more do you want about that, right? More than that. You know, his scoring improved every single year. He improved every single year as a player. So even if he's getting close to his max potential, well, that was a consensus All-American last year who led his team to a national title. That tells you something, doesn't it? You know, and much of what we're saying about him was also said about Desmond Bain. And he's excellent. He's like a borderline at times All-NBA guy, you could you could claim. Right? His knock was, oh, he's too old. They drafted him late in the first round, like the 30th pick, was he? Something like that, 28th, one of those. And look how good he is and integral he's been for the Memphis Grizzlies. And you've repeated, we also said a lot of the same stuff about Davion Mitchell, Right? Those knocks on them, and it turns out they're good NBA players because they're solid basketball players, and maybe at times it's better not to overthink the age thing. And just get in good players that you know are going to do well for you. You've heard me say this. You've heard me say this when comparing the Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans. Get good players. That's what the Grizzlies have done. They don't care about the age thing as much. They're just going to go, that dude is solid. Let's bring him in. Let's play him. And let's win a bunch of games. And maybe he's not going to be an all-star or an all-NBA guy, but he's going to help us win. And we're going to be beating teams that should be ahead of us in a rebuild because they're still oozing potential, but those guys haven't reached it if they reach it at all. And we get guys that are at their potential playing games, winning games for our team. They were the two seed because of that. That says something. New Orleans needs those type of guys, right? Jose Alvarado, undrafted probably because of his age. Some Herb Jones, second round pick because of his age. I get some of that thinking of go with potential, go with youth in the top of the NBA draft. I definitely get that. I dislike people who say you don't get how the draft works if you just don't want to take solid dudes. And Abaji is that. Do I, do I like him more than some of the other guys there available at eight? No. I'd pick Matherin over him. I'd pick some of the other guys. I'd definitely pick Daniels over him, Sohan over him, a number of those other guys. He doesn't crack my top eight. Does he crack my top 16, 17? Yeah, probably. i got to redo my my big board again now that I've uh, dove deeper on a lot of these prospects. So, he, you know, if the Pelicans trade back, draft him. Draft him if you trade back in the draft and he's there because you know what? He's going to be a solid player that's going to help you win games and more of those on your roster are definitely it. I'm a little worried about his age, somewhat, in the top eight. And I wouldn't take him there again because I like other guys better than him. 
But I don't think he's a bad player. I'm not worried about him. And I'm not one of those people that would throw him way down on my draft board. I just probably wouldn't take him eighth because I like other guys better. Not because of like things with him or those kind of like existential concerns. His age and all of that. I'm a big believer in draft solid, good basketball players. Who cares about the age? Who cares about some of the, you know what their potential could be? Get players that are going to help you win. Nabaji is definitely a guy that's going to do that. And I also think he would fit in well as a secondary creator for Ingram and Zion and be able to kind of work on the wing like that. And more, you know, 3 and D shooting on the wing, which is probably what, you know, his potential could be, is only going to be a good thing for a Pelicans team and just what you want in the NBA. Skilled wings. And he shows a lot of that despite, you know, not having elite athleticism, you know, and speed and things like that and little concerns about his handle. Some of those can be improved. Some can't, but he's proven to be able to get it done in a tough conference and let his team do a national title. That says something. I think that says a lot about him. So he's a guy I do like. I just wouldn't draft him at eight compared to some of the other names. But if the Pelicans don't like anyone at eight and decide to trade down, you could do a lot worse, a lot worse than drafting Abaji out of Kansas and adding him to kind of like your complement of wings and everything that you want. So let me know what you think. Is eight too high for him? I do think it is too high. Do you agree or disagree with me? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans tomorrow. We're either going to look at Tari Eason or Malachi Branham, one of those two in the Friday show of Locked on Pelicans. And Monday, I'm hopeful we'll have the community mock draft done. And maybe we can do a whole show on that. I want to do a live show at one point. I just got an awesome, like, like stream starting soon screen made. It's really great. Thank you, Nick Angstad of Locked On, um, who runs our NBA channel for making that for me. So that was really cool. So a lot of fun stuff coming. We'll definitely be live on draft night. It's going to be a whole lot of fun just kind of breaking down everything draft. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.